end of the first lap, I'm leading the race. Henry's second. We go into turn one and he just hits me in the rear wheel with this like cases, just burns the air. Like, yeah. And it just blows me off the bike. And I guess I landed backwards. First, the first thing I see is uh, Danny Eslick sitting over top of me. Hey man, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think I'm all right. All right. All right. And you know, he takes off and I go to get up and I'm like, man, something a little chilly out here. And I looked down and my, like, luckily I still had my underwear, my riding shorts on or Can whatever. Can you imagine? But it blew my pants off. Our first ever video pod, and the guest I have is Jersey Jake Johnson. Jake, this is kind of awkward. This is cool. It's having you right here in front of me. Uh, unofficially, the podcast brought to you by Landshark, so this should be a good one. We've never done a pod with you about your career, really. Like We've done pods together. We've had your insight on pretty much everybody else, so I figured let's get you on because you've raced a few times right you've won some races and get you on and talk about your career a little bit and uh yeah get some background on jake johnson the racer so thanks man thanks for coming on yeah yeah i I was part of the first uh whatever audio um tank slapping now i'm uh unlucky enough to be part of the the first uh first video one so it should be fun yeah joe rogan stuff yeah this is cool man this is definitely above the what we normally do so yeah we're just kind of winging it but man um i guess we'll start kind of at the beginning so to speak you um your amateur days there's i've seen some videos obviously we'll, we'll get on some of the videos i've seen of your amateur days the uh, the wobble willy down the uh, trailway speedway and timonium uh indoors which uh that surfaced just recently you on a what was that a z50 yeah, yeah. Okay, Z50. So we'll talk about those in a little bit. But yeah, your amateur career, let's talk about kind of how you got involved with flat track because it's, it's a really unique sport, obviously. Uh, how did you get involved and what was that like kind of your early earlier years? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know any better, right? Like it was kind of ingrained in me as a probably an infant, really. <laughs> my, uh, my dad raced um, like a local expert level um when he was younger up in the late 70s maybe into the early 80s and then um you know then he was having a kid so that that ended his racing career right so um yeah so he grew up um you know south jersey around a bunch of uh other flat track guys i guess you know apparently it must have been a bit bigger back then maybe i don't know but, uh, but no, like he grew up with guys like, uh, the Majeski family. Um, you know, if anybody that doesn't know that, I mean, they were kind of a, like a staple in the, in the district six, you know, um, back in the seventies, eighties, early nineties. So yeah. So my dad raced locally when he was younger, or, you know, before he had me. And then, um, yeah, I mean the, the earliest I can remember is you know, him sticking me in front of a TV as a toddler watching on any Sunday. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it all kind of started there, just riding mini bikes in the side yard. And, uh, funny thing is my, my first race was a, uh, at Harrington, Delaware on the half mile on a PW 50 <laughs> right on. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go. Uh, so long story short, I won the race on that, the cushion. 
Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yep, I didn't know yep. they had an amateur race there. I know they had like a pro race there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so long. I don't. I don't remember it happening anytime after. That's that. awesome. Yeah, I didn't know you raced that. That's yeah. Cool. So I was on a fifty. I won, but I was the only fifty there. So just kind of. So you got default. last too. Yeah. First. Yeah. yeah if you ain't first, first you're last, yeah. right? Or, but I was both. So. Um, but no. Yeah. And then from there on out is just you know wide open racing was it. Um, you know. Played. How How old were you when you started? Uh, well, my dad put me on a bike, a little Z fifty, one of the hardtail. Z50s with the with the goofy yeah, yeah. handlebars, and uh, when I was like three years old, um, I can remember I couldn't reach the foot pegs. I could just barely reach the handlebars, and uh, you know he just snag it in first or second gear and yeah. shoved me off. And when it came time to stop, I either crashed or, or if he was there to catch me, he caught me. But uh, yeah, so it was three years old when I started riding, and then I think my first race I just turned five, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Harrington. Yeah. That's actually, uh, I've never raced there, but I've done some American super camps there on the pavilion and I actually yeah. jogged around the half mile the one day. Um, and that's actually where my dad actually, he got hurt real bad oh, at that yeah, track yeah, Harrington yeah. when they had a, I don't know, I think it was a national maybe. Um, no, that's cool. That's really good info. Do you remember the kids that you raced with? Like the kids that I grew up racing with, most of them didn't really get past the amateur level. And like, that's kind of common, I guess, around the country. Like a lot of these top pro riders, like the Jared Meeses, the Briar Baumans, the JD beaches, some of their stiffest, the Jake Johnson's, the Kenny Coolbeth, some of their stiffest competition never even, we never even heard of. Cause right. like they never made it past that amateur level. Like who were some of the guys maybe that we might have heard of locally, maybe regionally. And then who were some of the guys, anybody ring, ring, like come to you who, you know, they, they gave you a lot of problems, but they never really kept it, kept it going. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys are still, ah, they might not be racing professionally, but I'm sure everybody's probably heard of them. Um, so like in the early days on the fifties and sixties, um, I kind of remember like, uh, Billy Stillwell. Um, you've probably seen his dad, Ray doing flagging some races. He's usually at Piston Poppers name, yeah. or whatever, yep. um, race with his son, Billy, um, Brody Miller, I remember racing him a bunch on a 60. Um, then when oh, I got Brody. up, yeah, Brody. <laughs> then when I got up to an 80, um, that's kind of when we got into the guys I would race with for, for quite a bit longer. Cause everybody seemed like they were older than me for the most part. Um, so getting on an 80, I raced against, you know, Tommy McGrain for, yep. for a while. And then he moved up, uh, John Winsett, um, and probably who had followed me the rest of the way through most of it was um, uh, Don Mullen. Uh, we raced a lot on 80s together. Um, Joe Zadinsky, I'm sure you remember yep, that name. Yep. Probably a lot Joe of guys Z, probably don't yep. know it, but Joe Z. Um, you know, and then when we got up into the bigger bikes, 125s, um, Ron Wood. That's when kind of met him and John Ron. John Ron. <laughs> Some of you hooligan guys might know him yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then it, uh, yeah, then it kind of, kind of carried on with Don Don and John Ron. And at that point, like when we got on two fifties and six hundreds, that's when Jared was kind of making his way up. Cause he's a few years younger than me. Um, you know, so my last couple years amateur, um, you know, it was pretty much, like I said, it was Stacked. John Ron, yeah. Don Don, uh, Jared, um, 
you know, and at the local level, a lot of guys like Kevin Varnes, Mikey Varnes would still race, um, Georgie Price. Um, yeah, how was so. like your relationship with some of those guys? How like were was it good? I mean, a lot of the kids I raced amateur with, I didn't really like them. <laughs> uh, I think it's just like the immaturity as you're like I've learned to respect my peers a lot more as I got older. When I was younger, it's like oh fuck that guy. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't you know I, I really didn't have many friends that I raced with. I felt like maybe it was just me. But how was your relationship with like obviously Don Don? He's that guy don't take any shit. Like I've raced with him over my career and he's a, a heated individual. Um, uh, he's a lot different now, but as we came up, he was, yeah, he was like really gritty and John Ron, I feel like he's pretty mellow, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, how do you have any guys that you like, was there any, any Timonium fights in the pits or anything <laughs> like, no, to be honest, it was pretty low key. Uh, at least for me, I mean, I'm sure there was some stuff happening around me, but, um, I don't know, like, uh, like I said, like Don Don, I raced him a lot. And, um, man, I don't think we ever really got into an incident like where he took me out or I took him out. I mean, I'm sure it happened maybe at Timonium or something like that, but I never remember anything to where we were getting ready to come to blows or anything. Like, <laughs> we, I guess we had kind of like a rivalry. You know, we always obviously wanted to beat each other, but we were always pretty friendly. Okay. Um, you know, and the same thing with Mies. Like I said, you know, in, in our last couple of years amateur, I mean, we had a couple, well, I took him out big one time at trailways and he still reminds me of it every time I see him. Um, but man, I took him out big, took myself out too. It was a dumb move, but, um, but yeah, it was just, you know, Hey man, I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was just like what, pretty drama free. 250 or what was it? It was on 600. It's on road taxes, um, at trailways. And for some reason I was just off that day and I remember main event rolled around. I was second row for some reason. Jared was, you know, probably on pole or whatever. And um, I don't know if I jumped the start or just nailed it, but I remember like going into turn one in the lead from the second row. And I think Jared got by me and we go down the back straightaway into turn three. And it was just like, you know, I'm 14, 15 years old. Like I have no patience no race craft it's like i'm gonna win this thing now because i knew jerry was faster than me and we were riding kind of up the track a little bit so i just dove bomb to the bottom and cleaned him yeah by the time we met in the middle it was bad news we were both <laughs> on the ground and i think i was i think i was standing over top of him before he even was done skidding like hey man i'm sorry i didn't do that I'm stupid you know for all that trailway big money yeah, what is the, it like 125 bucks i don't even so think what? it was that it used to pay like seven dollars for fourth dude it still did that okay. up until when yeah. i was like an expert trailway <laughs> there could be 40 guys at trailway and you got fourth, you made $7. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, I almost just gave it back. I think the they did time, it just yeah. to fuck with people. I don't know, because it's $7 for so so many years. Like, yeah. one year, like, I remember going there, because it was always our district season opener. It'd be like yeah. you and Kevin Varnes and Ron Wood and Yoder and Roy Miller and Brandon Robinson and Sean Bear and Don Mullen and whatever, whatever. I'm sure I'm missing 30 other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I got fourth or whatever. I was stoked. Like, you know, I'm a young amateur <laughs> kid. I beat a bunch of pros. I go to get my hefty paycheck and it's $7. Seven bucks, I'm like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. So anyway, that's really funny. Um, moving on toward your, uh, your later years. Um, not later years, we can, yeah, she's but like, like 15 at this point. Yeah. But I, I talked to you a little bit about it, but Gary Nixon, you used to, um, 
you had a relationship with him and you wore some Gary Nixon painted like replica helmets. And I, I've never really knew, I don't really know that background because Gary is really popular. He's like a cultural yeah. icon at this point. Um, even more so now that he's, he's passed away. We lost Gary. I don't know, man. It's probably been what, 10 years now. I think so. So yeah. dude, time flies. So now. yeah. So we've lost Gary, but, um, people talk about Gary all the time and you had replica gear. So what was that? What was that? Like, how'd that come about? I'm not really sure. I, I remember like, obviously I think Gary's originally from Oklahoma, but everybody knows him as a Maryland guy. Right. So I was a little kid on a 50 and coming up through like at Timonium at the indoors, like Nixon was always there hanging out and like, you know, selling merch. And like I said, my dad's stuffed me in front of the TV watching on any Sunday. So it's like, you know, this guy's like Kevin Costner or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. this dude's a movie star, um, you know, and you know, it, he was always super cool. Like always paid attention to what was going on, watching the races. And, you know, I'd win the 50 class or something and he'd come over and shake my hand and say, good job. And I'm like, wow, you know, um, you know, so as the years went on, I would always see him there and he'd show up at some nationals and pro races and just always say hi. And, uh, I think it was, um, I don't know, 2000, early 2000s. So I guess right as I was turning pro, um, I think we were at like Timonium Outdoors or something. And, uh, they had some like big deal and um, Don Miller from Metro painted up one of my helmets with a, you know, the Nixon star on it and everything. And so it was kind of, it was kind of a, I don't know, it was like a kind of like a presentation like, Hey, you know, Nixon A wants to mentor me and, and kind of be a part of my, my program. So, um, you know, so he was always around, um, you know, I, God bless him. But, you know, half the time he didn't know what he was saying. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he was cool. I got to actually travel with him a bunch in my Maroney's days. Um, was he part of that team? Did he help out Pat? I guess a little bit. I don't, I don't know who was helping who in that scenario, if, <laughs> but it was just Pat and, and Nixon. It was kind of like oil. and They're kind of the same, right? Awesome. They both like to have a good time, both drink some beer, but they were just oil and water, right? Like, Whatever Nixon did, it it frustrated Pat, and I mean I can go on for days with some of the stories of that, but uh, but no, it was it was cool having him around, and you know I wore his uh, you know his kind of replica Nixon star helmet for uh, for quite a few years, and uh, yeah yeah I, uh, one story I'll, I I can tell um, I remember it was I'm skipping ahead here, but. Uh, in 2010, when I won my first championship in, um, I think it was in Prescott Valley, Arizona. <clears throat> so we're all hanging out at the hotel afterwards and Nixon's staying at that hotel. And, you know, he kind of comes stumbling down the hallway and, uh, Hey Jake, good job. Oh, oh, thanks Nixon, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just remember I'm still twice as good as you were because, because he had two championships. <laughs> I only had one. So, uh. So yeah, so yeah, 2011 I think is when he when he passed away because I won the championship again in 2011, and I never got the chance to tell him that tell. I was as good as him. <laughs> so I never got any better, but I'm just as good as Nixon. That's awesome. So. Uh, we talked about it a little bit your uh, your Maroney's days, and you're wearing the Maroney's hat. Yeah, yeah, Pat's yeah. Pat's a good friend of mine. He's actually coming the race. I I think he's racing Winter Throwdown. He's racing. I think he's racing. 
Oh, I seen they hired a rider for their. They hooligan got a bike. hooligan yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is he gonna ride like the sixty, 60 plus? I class added a sixty plus class, <laughs> and he says he's riding. Yeah, I wouldn't I, doubt it. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen him ride flat track. I've seen him ride the ice a bit. He's an ice guy. Yeah. Well, Pat Maroney, he's like. He's like got a really good, and I didn't know he was like. I've known Pat is owning a Harley shop forever. I didn't even know Pat was a pro motocross racer. Yeah. Until like maybe five years ago, yeah. I had no idea until I started seeing him post stuff on social media. Yeah. Like top ten nationals, like <laughs> with like I don't. I might be in the wrong era, but like Bob Hanna and yeah, like DeCoster. Yeah. 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 Pat Maroney and I look up like I look up more info on him. He's like a like a crazy wild man privateer that kicked ass. I had yeah. no idea that was Pat. I was yeah. like, dude, <laughs> Pat's like my boating buddy. Like when I get on the Florida, we'll go out on his boat and we'll drink beer and hang out. Like he's awesome. So, yeah. so anyway, I think he's racing winter throwdown, which should be entertaining. Um, but you rode for Pat. Pat had a really accomplished flat track team. Uh, 883s were really good. Uh, border, borderline good. Yeah, borderline uh, cheat, cheater, <laughs> cheater bikes that Pat, Pat, he calls it being creative. Yeah. But the uh, 883s were were really good, and you rode those bikes. And then he also had a really good 750 team that, you know, he had XR750s that were as good as anybody's. I mean, Will yeah. Davis rode them, and yourself, and uh, Davey Camlin, Jason Fletcher, Hacker, Hacker yeah. Lynch. Lynch. Uh, man, I know I'm missing, like, a handful of really good guys. Uh, Roger Lee, Hayden yeah. rode for them. So, yeah, talk about how you signed your first deal with Maroney's. What was the... What was the uh, what was on the contract? Like, what did you? Was it good? That was Pat cheap? Did he pay good? I don't even know. Like, what were contracts like? It was back more then? what I had to pay him, right? No. Okay, no, I have no, no idea. It was no, it was. I mean, I was just happy to have a ride. I mean, honestly, the way it all happened, um, a friend of mine, uh, Tom Norton. Um, some some people may have heard of him. He sponsored a lot of guys throughout the years, but. Um, I met him kind of through my amateur days, long story short, my Rotex broke at a race and he had this mint RS 600, you know, we were getting ready to pack up and go home. He's like, Hey, ride this thing, but be easy on it. And I'm out there flogging the hell out of it and go out and win the race or get second. So anyway, you know, we became pretty good friends after that. And, you know, I guess Tom just was like, Hey, this guy needs a ride. And you know, at the time, the the 883 class was kind of the, you know, the entry level stepping stone class, class at, right. at the nationals or whatever. So I'd gone through my pro am years, riding a 250 and 600, and did pretty well. And, um, you know, so Nort called. Uh, I, I believe this is how it went, but Nort called Pat and like, hey, we need to get this kid on one of your bikes. Who was you know, on his bikes at the time? Um, in 01. I mean, um, was Mies already kind of. Mies, I think, was riding maybe he was Mies is a couple years younger, so he was yeah. still riding amateur. But I think Pat was maybe helping him a little bit at the time. I remember he had that one twenty five and a Rotax, I think. But um, like, who was the first edition Maroni's team? Because I just know my early years is you and Jared. Yeah, like Bef I don't. Well, before me was Will Davis. Um, that's who was riding for Pat in. 2001 when i went to ride 883s um before that um uh like mike hacker davy camlin um 
Fletcher? Was that all Fletch. before you? Paul yeah, Morgan. that was all before. That was Paul all Morgan. So well, everybody, you were the last. You're one of the last ones, right? Smith, I think, was the last right, one. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so Nort calls Pat. Hey, what do we got to do to get Jake on a bike? Da, da, da. So they work out a deal. Hey, I got this 883. Will Davis has it. Um, if you coordinate, get that thing, get it up here, whatever, we'll get it built and um, put Jake on an 883. So... <laughs> Come to find out, it was the bike we were picking up. We had to meet Will Davis at Harrington Fairgrounds. Will was down there doing super camp. And that Will had this 883. That, that was his practice bike. He had a little, I guess, limestone short track at his house. And he trained on an 883 on a short track. So anyone okay. thinks they're a badass? No. No. So... So yeah, Will's got this 883 and I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm stealing his practice bike. Right. <laughs> so we go to Harrington and meet Will and pick this bike up and me and my dad, we get the bike, we bring it up to patch, drop it off. And I forget this time, this is like April or May. And, uh, so by the time the bike is done, ready to go, uh, Charlotte was my first race. And it's, so I'm coming in like halfway through the season. It's, like Paul Morgan, Willie McCoy, um, Brian Smith, like they're the Gary Rogers. Is he doing it? Uh, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think he was riding 83s. At Stump. The no, Stump was Damn. Stump was before my 883 and days and after he dodged yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so show up to Charlotte, and um, I, I like don't even know what to do with this thing. I'm 16, 17 years old. I could barely hold this bike up. Which is actually the the fact that the 883 was the entry level class for 16 and 17 year old guys, and those bikes weigh like 600 pounds probably. Yeah, and they handled like shit. Yes, and if you low sided it, it just blew up. Like the whole (laughs) bike just exploded. Front end was laying on the track. You know, like it's just the worst ever. Like I don't know whose idea that was, but anyway. So yeah, so I, I was fortunate when that year was the first year that you could run 19 inch wheels and adjustable triple clamps. So before that they had to run stock wheels with, you know, whatever Avon or Dunlop street tires. So I missed all that. So I got in at the, like the bike I was riding is basically, I guess what a hooligan bike is now. Yeah. Good, good tire, good wheels, good tires. Um, but a, a stock 883 engine, right? So the thing had no power. Um, so anyway, I show up to Charlotte, fish out of water all day get finally get it together and main event rolls around it's a funny story i, I haven't <laughs> i think paul morgan hated me uh, you know because i'm this young kid this was his year for the championship he, he'll probably might listen to this podcast i know he's um still kind of connected to the sport a little bit um he's a big centralia illinois guy right oh, where yeah. the where barry bauman so um <laughs> So, I, you know, I'm just this young kid coming in. I don't know nothing. I'm struggling. And before the main event, the bike wouldn't start. Electric start wouldn't work. And I guess at that time, it was part of the rules, like the charging system on the bike had to work, right? So nobody, like, made it a total loss or whatever, struck okay. stuff down. So, like, that's one way they checked it, I guess, after the race, where they hit the start button, make sure the whole charging system worked. Well, something, something jacked up. It wouldn't start. And I just remember um, <laughs> Paul going, 
well, hey, just, you know, the pits or the staging was pretty far from the pits. So he's just like, hey, just go bump start the thing, you know, ride it up to staging, let it idle, go out race, come back. He's like, you know, they only check the top four after the race anyway. You'd be fine. I'm like, and I didn't take any offense to it. Or I like years later, it kind of hit me. It was just funny. And, and uh, so we go out for the race and I'm kind of picking my way through the pack. And I think Willie McCoy was leading. I think Paul was second. I was third. And I, I got to Paul and I'm kind of, he's running like right at the top of the, there was no groove, but kind of right at the top of the line. There's a little bit of like fuzz outside and I'm kind of rolling up the inside, rolling up the inside and he gets off of that stuff and shh, crashes. And uh, so I end up, I end up second, end up winning the race because Willie McCoy got DQ'd for illegal cylinder heads or something. So, you know, I technically won my first 883 race. Um, and then the rest of the year was kind of... Well, how did you pass tech then? If you brought... Well, we, they got it fixed. They oh, got okay. it fixed. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that. But I they just did get it fixed. Pat telling stories of like three of his bikes with podium <laughs> and he hated it because he could always get through tech with one bike. He yeah. found a way to like yeah. cheat his way through tech. Shimming gaskets under. Yeah. yeah. I forget what he would do. Like stand on the scale. That, the that was all before my time though. Okay. Like by the time. Didn't he tell you to like, if anybody asks yes. what's up with this frame. Yeah. Yeah. Crap. I think I've said this on the show before, but like, I think my motor and stuff was, was legit, I guess, but the chassis was raked in like two degrees and I didn't know it like, but Pat had mentioned something to me. He's like, Hey, if they ever check this frame, say it, the, you know, somebody hit a wall at 50 mile an hour. The bike was totaled. You know, the guy didn't live, but you know, but you know, he's not funny. But no, he, well, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't. He no, heated right. it up yeah. and stuck it in a press yeah, yeah. and yeah. did it himself. But he said, if anybody asked that thing was that thing, the bike was totaled. It was wrecked. Somebody hit a wall at 50 mile an hour. You know, so it was, it was a good half mile bike with, with the steep head angle on the miles. It was a little bit twitchy little and shaky, but, yeah. um, but no, it was, we didn't uh, talk it was about your, uh, trailway wobble. Oh. That was bad. Is that video on YouTube or no? Yeah. What I was think that? It an is. 80, uh, right? It was an 80. Yeah. It was like one of my first races on an 80 and, uh, one of the biggest <laughs> tank slaps I've ever seen. Yeah. You I saved it. Yeah. Like the I'll, animal I'll send you, you the, I'll send you the link so you can post it, okay. post it up or whatever. Yeah. But um so good yeah i don't know what happened it just yeah it was bad tank slapped all the way down trailways you know it's just got a metal guardrail no there's no hay bales no nothing no. and i gathered that thing up just feet before the the guardrail and somehow saved it and rode out of it but it, that was paul lynch's bike we bought it from paul lynch and he said it wobbled right or yeah something. so like you know years later like we were maroney's teammates and you know, we're zigzagging around here, but we're Maroney's teammates and he was traveling with me a bunch, like in the Suzuki years and stuff. So we became pretty good friends and that subject came up or I had found that video and posted it or something. And Paul's like, yeah, man, that's kind of why we sold that bike. Cause he used to do it to me all the time. That thing would try to kill <laughs> Gosh, me. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I remember you, t I remember you, you telling me that, um, yeah, we're bouncing around a little bit, but, uh, want to make sure we shout out some of the sponsors to make this show happen. Mission Foods, appreciate everything they're doing for the sport, everything they do for the industry. If you can, support Mission Foods and buy some products. Go to your local grocery store. If you can't find them there, go online and snag some tortilla chips, some shells. Um, Indian Motorcycle, we appreciate everything they do for the sport. Um, man, from bagger racing to flat track to hooligan racing, Indian Motorcycle, go test ride a bike, check out what they have to offer. 
And then Yamaha Motorcycles, we appreciate Yamaha. They've been with us for a long time. Their new lineup of motorcycles, 2023 lineup, looks awesome. Uh, I actually just got a 2023 Yamaha 450. Finally got a big boy motocross bike. Uh, I was on a 250 for a while. So, yeah, excited for Yamaha. Check out their website. And, yeah, grab a snag a, snag a new Yamaha Blue Crew, baby. So, Moroni's Rider... That was awesome. I mean, obviously, at the time, that was the team to be on. They were winning. They were successful. And then what was... I don't even know exactly... Did you ride for Moroni's all the way until your Suzuki ride? Yeah. Yeah, I rode uh, three years with Moroni's. 02, 03... Well, 01 for a little bit in 1983. 02, 03, 04. And then went to Suzuki in 05. Um, so that was your first factory ride. So on the yeah. Moroni's team... You won your first ever, you won a race your first ever expert year, 2002, yeah. which is awesome. Um, you know, that's kind of, I started racing in 2003. So the reason I kind of got into racing was because of the Honda 450 that came out in 2002. You were, you won a race on it. Nikki Hayden was made it famous with everything he was doing. And my dad, you know, I didn't really race a lot. Like I, I did a couple races as a, as a fifth on a 50, but there wasn't like a bike that made a lot of sense for me. I'm sure there were, but anyway, the, the Honda, we just, um, my dad was like, Hey, that Honda 450 looks really pretty cool. We should get one. And so we ended up getting a 450 mainly because you and Nikki, um, honestly, and that's what I started. I started kind of racing full time on was that Honda. So you won, you won Tunica. Tunica was your first win. It was an indoor and you had, I mean, for a rookie to win is it's not very common, um, ever. And, you know, even more so back then, like you had established riders in 2002, yeah. like really good riders that won the bulk of the races. So for you to come in as a rookie, that was, that was big. And then you won again in 2003, 2004, you pretty much won a race every year there for a long time. Um, and then you got, which pretty much everybody at the time was like the dream ride. I mean, it was the Suzuki factory flat track team, which was what everybody wanted to be on. The bonuses were really good. We'll talk about that. The, uh, you got, you were a paid rider. Uh, the twins program was iffy at the time you had the ride. I think it was the TL first and the SV. Yeah, it was kind of mixed matches of everything. I mean that there was the TL, the SV and the DL, which were all the, basically the same thing, just different throttle bodies, yeah. different cams. So we kind of just, we Wait, you didn't have the RMZ. Did you have the RMZ? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I came in right at the right time. Because before that, they had a team, but they were running the DRZs. DRZ, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so I came in in 05, which was the first year for the RMZ. Okay. And, yeah, so I dodged that DRZ bullet. <laughs> were they uh, bad? Is that what they said? I guess. I, I honestly never wrote. Who was it? It was AJS, Slick, AJ and Barnes? And Kevin, yeah. Yeah. So I, I never, well, I trail rode one um, and wasn't that impressed it was heavy and slow and um it was not a race bike right right so the rmz 450 comes out 05 i come in in 05 and yeah that thing was amazing that's still probably one of my favorite 450s i mean just it was no rocket ship it was nothing fancy crazy but it just worked yeah you know um came out you know the first race with the team at daytona won won my first national with them on the you know cnj 450 um probably one of my favorite bikes um and the bonuses were good right so f like let's get into a little bit like for the 
to win Daytona, wasn't it like a ten grand bonus from Suzuki? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was I we were, you know we were getting double contingency at the time. So you were getting and you got twenty grand. No, or it was no. ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was good at the yeah. time. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, was that, good. There wasn't a lot of extra money going around like there is now. Like yeah, ten. You know, at the time that was plus you were getting your salary. You were getting. You were on a rye rider, so you you got a rye bonuses, whatever oil company. I mean, whatever yeah. you had your other bonuses too. So, um, I mean, it was kind of you knew the twin wasn't great, but you knew the four fifty was awesome. Yeah. And to win a couple four fifty races, say you won four races, that's forty grand just off that alone, right? Um, right. In the Suzuki bonus. So, yeah, I mean, was that ever like in your mind? Like, was that ever a factor when signing it that the twin wasn't great? Or I, um. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I thought I was going to be the guy to do it. Right. Like, um, I, I actually rode the bike, uh, one of the twins in Oh four when I was with Maroney's, we were just at some outlaw race and a bunch of us stayed after, after the race was over and they let us just hang out and ride and test. And I think it was Travis Smith or something's like, Hey Jake, come ride this thing. You know? So I don't think Pat was there at the time, but Rich Hansen was, was my mechanic. And he's like, I kind of like, my I allowed to ride it? I don't know, you know? And, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, go hop on that thing. So I hopped on it, and I forget where it was. We were in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, or I don't know. Something, yeah. Um, Dave Corey uh, was the guy's name that promoted a bunch of races. Sounds familiar. Then. Did he do Quincy? Was Did that? Quincy okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Lamont out there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that name So it was one of his races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh yeah, just some little three eights or whatever. I went out and rode it and it was, it was angry. It was fast, you know, it was different. Um, but I'm like, man, this thing's feels pretty good. It's they're not, not that bad. They're not that bad. Yeah. Then when you have to race it against a bunch of XRs, then it kind of, especially on a groove a track different. or something, right? Like on the cushions, they weren't really bad or on the miles. They had some speed, like even yeah. Briar podiumed on the, on the TL, right? Yeah, like, Pomona, yeah, 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 yeah. like, 14 or 15 yeah. like so there's tracks where they've always done well but you knew the consistency of the xr750 yeah. yeah. and it was making it hard for you to challenge for overall titles and at the time ama had this goofy ass singles and twins championships that came in a little oh no no that wasn't came it in 06 07 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so there's some debate going on that i see like you know how many titles does Mies have, or how many do Seven. you have? Sevens? You have sevens? <laughs> so, so it's debated, right? But in your opinion, um, would the, it worked out well for you, right? Because you were able – you didn't really have a twin that was capable of winning in the twins title. It wasn't consistent enough. But then yeah. you were able to win titles on the Suzuki, which I'm sure – did you get a championship bonus for the Suzukis? Uh, yeah, I believe I did for the, um, the singles championships. Yeah. Cause I won that in 06 and 08. Um, yeah. So yeah, the 450, that thing was phenomenal. Um, and like I said, the twin side of it, and I, <laughs> I guess I had that through most of my career, you know, jumping on all these different bikes. Like, I don't see why I can't work. I'm going to be the guy. Well, you know, that kind of didn't work. Didn't, you know, it doesn't you quite work You got podiums, out. though. No, I podiumed on the Suzuki. Um, I'm trying to think. I I don't know if... I think I was the first when I won Daytona that year on the 450. I believe that was the first time a Suzuki has ever won a Grand National. 
Um, I could be wrong. I don't know if it happened back way back when or whatever, but I think at least at the time I was told that that was Suzuki's first ever, um, you know, professional flat track win. And then the twins, I, I, I know I had like three or three or four podiums on it. They came a little later, like Oh seven Oh eight. Um, when I was teammates with Schnabel, but I think Schnabel may have gotten the first podium on the, on twin. the twin. Um, I think at Greenville, I think it was. And then I got Juliet and it was, it's kind of weird. It was kind of JR podiumed on it. I think at, at, uh, Greenville. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the best case, you know, not yeah. the base ca- best case scenario, but cushion, whatever. Well, he was a good, the bike was good on cushions and, and he, he was, was a good cushion. cushion rider. Right. Yeah. And you I was not cushions. good on cushions. Well, you weren't. I ended up podium at Greenville, I think the following year. Well, you podium Lima too. Yeah. I get lucky every once in a while. Whatever. Um, <laughs> not bad on cushions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, that those years were fun. Um, I was young. I didn't even think that you know, an overall championship was even in the cards. So it obviously it was the goal, but you know, winning those singles championships was cool. Winning, you know, I think I won four Daytona short tracks on that Suzuki. Um, and just the, the crew, Ronnie Brown and Travis Smith and Dave Burks and, you know, having Kevin for a teammate for two years, having JR for a teammate for two years. Um, just some of the chaos and things that happened at the race shop and Jefferson city. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, I mean, we worked hard. We took it serious. Looking back at it, we're like, man, maybe we shouldn't have fucked around so much. And, but man, I wouldn't trade those years for anything. It was so much fun. Some of the, you know, all the crazy shit we did and races we won and races we lost. It was, it was fun four years. Well, and I wanted to, I was going to wait till later in the pod, but those years you kind of like, that's when you sort of developed, there was some like rivalry a little bit with like Henry Wiles, who was a really good singles rider at the time. He's a good rider in general, but he specialized on the singles. And then Sammy Halbert was just coming up through and there was some run-ins with Wiles and Halbert. The Wiles one was, was that Daytona T or no, that was Springfield TTA. And then Sammy, you and Sammy got tangled up, tangled up everywhere. Well, one couple, year. but no, later, like years later. Then you t- then you take him out. At, I did. At Springfield. Springfield. It's very unlike Jake. Yeah. Very non-Jake like. Shit. I mean, anybody has enough after a while, right? Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Usually, I. I mean, I'm sure it's happened at somewhere along the line, but other than me's at Trailways when we were like 14. Halbert in um, practice at Springfield TT. That was a test day, right? Was that no, it was practice. It's Springfield okay. short track in practice. Um, and then Wiles' deal. Well, no, I'm just saying I took Mies out there. I took Sammy out at there. You didn't even take Wiles out. He ran into you, right? Yeah, he took me out. But I'm just saying I, I think those are the only two times I've ever taken anybody out. Other than I, I, I still laugh. Or I still joke that I think I took RJ Overhaul out at Springfield Mile one year on when he was riding the like the KTM one yeah. million stock frame thing. He swears that I didn't, but I still apologize to him every time I see him. Um, so I think there's only like three or four times that I've actually taken someone out. Right, that's a good track record. That's not bad. I know I've taken more people out than that, and yeah. I'm not even that guy. And I could be, de- I could be delusional. There could be a bunch of riders listening to this right now and go, "No, that guy was an <laughs> asshole. He took me out. And he's yeah. he doesn't think of it." But I mean, at least I, 
you can count them on one hand. Well, the Wiles one, I think that was in 06, because I remember, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Wide the Open documentary they did, Jessica did. It shows that in the video, and I just always thought it was funny. Well, not funny, terrifying for Henry that uh, Travis was running over to him. when. Uh, when he Luckily, took, he didn't yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I who was I was just having this conversation with somebody. They thought Travis got to him, but Travis never got to him. No, he if he got to him, JB Norris stopped him. Good, so yeah. big JB, he was the only guy big enough to stop Travis. <laughs> yeah. And it was Travis and Ronnie were both running. I'm I'm on the ground. My pants are around my knees. Like the you know, the dirt at Springfield's so sticky. It's grippy. And you know, whatever. Long story short, I'm first end of the first lap. I'm leading the race. Henry's second. We go into turn one and he just like hits me in the rear wheel with this like cases just burns in there like yeah and it just blows me off the bike and i guess i landed backwards and when i landed backwards i guess my pants caught and like destroyed the buckle everything in my pants and i'm you know flipping tumble in the dirt whatever i come to a stop you know counting on my fingers and toes and first the first thing i see is uh danny eslick sitting over top of me hey man you all right i'm like yeah, I think so. I think I'm all right. All right. All right. And, you know, he takes off and I go to get up and I'm like, man, something a little chilly out here. And I look <laughs> down and my, like, luckily I still had my underwear, my riding shorts on or Can whatever. Can you imagine? But it blew my pants off. The, the only thing that was holding them up were the knee guards. So I get up, pull my pants up and, <laughs> you know, I didn't have time to go back to the truck and get new pants. Yeah. So we like duct tape everything up and, and get going and, so I'm, I don't even know anything's going on. I'm, I didn't know Henry crashed. I didn't know worry. What, what happened? Right. I knew he took me out, but I didn't know what was going on. So I get back to the hot box. We're getting our stuff together. And Bruce Bober was the, yeah. the, you know, whatever the, the guy at the time. And I see him talking to Henry, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You tell him. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes <laughs> over to me and he's like, Hey, I want you to come see me after the race. Okay. Yeah. I guess maybe once my, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever, finish the race. I forget. I oh well, no, this is another takeout. I think I took somebody out in this one because my front brakes <laughs> didn't work. So my rotor was bent in the ordeal, and I'm like, you know, single file restart or third or fourth or whatever it was. I barrel off in the turn one. No front brake. Who's it, who was it? Who was I don't know. Like eight guys, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, it's double what you take out your. Whole yeah, career. I don't think I took them out, but right. I I remember I whatever. went in there and yeah. I don't know if anybody crashed. I think. Later on, somebody else crashed. So what did Bruce want when he... Well, yeah. So long story short, we finished the race. I forget where we finished. Like, me and Henry should have been 1-2. He was faster that night. He probably would have won. Um, but, you know, both of us would have been on the podium. Instead, we were 4th and 5th or 5th and 6th or whatever it was. So we roll back, you know. I forget who won the race. Maybe it was, it was probably Schnabel or something. So we roll back up to the starting line after the race is over and go see Bober. And he's talking to Henry first. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get after him, you know. And uh, so Henry takes off or whatever. Bruce comes over to me and is like, all right, you know, you're, uh, you're on probation. I'm finding you $500 and you're on probation for uh, six months or one year. And I'm like, dude, I- you got this wrong. Like I was the one, I got taken out. I was the one laying on the ground. And he says something like, well, you're responsible for the actions of your crew members, da 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 And like I said, when, oh, all, when all that happened, yeah. I'm laying on the ground. I didn't even know. <laughs> so I get back to the pits, and I'm like, 
hey guys, what happened? I just got put on probation. And they're like, <laughs> dude, Ronnie just drop kicked Henry off his bike, you know, after it was over. So yeah, so I guess did I you think, pay it or did they cover it? Uh, Dave Burks paid it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, yeah. He was, he was glad to pay it. Right. Yeah. He's like, oh no, he was pulling out of his pocket right there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, as I'm laying on the ground, whatever, you know, Big Travis and Ronnie are running across the infield because it happened down in turn one. JB Norris stops Travis. Nobody's there to stop Ronnie, and Henry's going to pick his bike up. Picks his bike up. I think there's a there's a video somewhere. Yeah, I've I've seen part I, of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like Henry just swings his leg over the bike, and Ronnie just freaking tackles him and blows him <laughs> off his bike. And uh, so anyway, so yeah, that was uh, good kind times. Of, yeah, it was good times. Good stories. It was kind of the beginning of the. I mean, I don't know how he felt about me. Like, obviously now, like uh, the last couple of years, I've seen him at some races and we're talking, we're fine. It's it's all part of racing, yeah. right? Like, I don't care. But like, he was my, he was one of my Robbie Bobby, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, it's all good now. It's yeah. Good. Well, you had... And we'll go through these a little bit quicker, but you rode for Johnny Goad, which was pretty cool to see you ride for Johnny. He's obviously a legendary tuner, Ricky Graham, wearing a Ricky Graham shirt. Yeah, he rode boy. for, yeah, boy, get on that thing and ride it. Uh, legendary guy. I heard he wants to go racing next year again. He's just like, man, I don't know. Yeah, he just can't get, no. he just, this thing. Yeah, you can't get this away thing. from it. So Johnny Goad, you rode for him. Uh, won some races there. Uh, one yeah, Hagerstown, one, Hagerstown one Springfield Mile. Two rough and shitty racetracks, and Jersey Jake grabbed the win. The, and then the two mud races, the, the two year. mud races, yeah. which I did pretty good at those as well. I didn't win, but I was, for a young CTEX, I had some good results at those. And then you uh, went to Zanotti, did did Lloyd Brothers. Um, jumping through here blah blah i'm just gonna blow past my two championships (laughs) well okay okay (laughs) well no we don't need to talk about it let's go to uh okay let's Let's go go to the let's go to the xg (laughs) jump right to the xg um okay so zanotti years we'll 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 touch upon that i mean you you won two titles it wasn't really yeah it was just fine it was good kicked their asses won two titles um was it 11 or 10 you won the finale and also one, it was, did you do that both, both years? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Guy wins both finales and wins the, uh, wins both titles. So you won two singles titles up to this point, broke through, they made the championship what it should have been the whole time. Yeah. And everybody deflects blame on who um, made those championships the way they are. Nobody wants to take accountability. <laughs> yeah. um, typical, typical shit. But two uh, overall championships really kind of, they weren't really that close. The one was closer. They were both. Were they both close? close? I thought yeah. the one you had it pretty like you had to get like fifteenth or something. I don't remember. They were, uh, yeah, I think they were like, I don't know. They were within eight points, within ten points. I oh, they both point. were. I think. Okay. So. I think okay. so. I should have did some research. Yeah, because yeah. in um, yeah, in in two thousand ten, it kind of came down to me and Joe Cop, uh, because he went from. He had a DNF in Minnesota, Minnesota Mile. It was first or second time we went there. First time I think we went there. And he was like 10 points up, I think, going into that round. It was like two or three rounds to go. And DNF'd. He DNF'd, I think. Or no, he didn't DNF. His shifter broke. 
So which caused him not the DNF, but I think finished worse Shitty. than he should yeah. have. Yep. So I think I went into there ten points down and came it. I think I ended up second, second or third that night. Good points haul. Yeah. So it was a good flip. And then there was maybe Arizona, or there might have been something in between. But it was, you know, it was within ten points, which. Looking at it from the outside, if you you know you watch a guy going into a championship race, he's got a ten point lead. Ah, that's in the bag. Well, be in that guy's shoes that are ten points ahead. Oh no, like, it's, that not, can, it's not that much. That can go no, away like that. Yeah. Um, so both of them were kind of were kind of stressful. And I guess Arizona uh, that year in, in ten, I I didn't have to win the race, right? But it was me, Mies, and Halbert all battling for the lead. And, you know, uh, a groove as wide as this table, yeah, right? Just yeah. kind of a crap hole mile. And I'm like, man, I can just sit back here and get third. But it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here back third. Then you end up your fourth, your fifth, you know. So I'm like, I'm well, going you still to, want to win. Cause I'm like, going to win this thing. It pays know? a lot of money. Yeah. Like, it pays more money to win. And yeah. we don't get crazy championship bonuses from anybody. Yeah. So, like, it actually pays, like, to win the race. It's a good payday. It's yeah. probably four times as much as getting third i think <laughs> after your bonuses no yeah. i forgot that was in prescott and yeah. then uh and yeah then, so anyway yeah Pomona. won the race you know won the championship and yeah then the following year in pomona was down to me and jared i forget the points gap but it was kind of a similar thing we were kind of battling i think he was we, we were going back and forth and what was it uh calistoga because i actually won the last two rounds that year um calistoga i won and there's still a <laughs> there was kind of a, a, cons- a conspiracy wasn't theory. it tied like didn't you guys finish or that was knoxville that was yeah that's a okay. whole another okay. story yeah. you didn't win that one right i did but i didn't um <laughs> so yeah so there was <laughs> there's a whole conspiracy theory out there and and this is how it went down in our eyes I mean, jared probably will never admit it whether it's true or not but so back then, I don't know what the rules are now. Within the first five laps, if there was a red, you could go to your backup bike, right? So we're at Calistoga. I'm leading the race. Jared's whatever, third, fourth. And people were saying that they heard, thought his bike was blowing up. XRs made noise or whatever. This thing was making some noise. And like I said, this, I could be totally off here, but, and I mean, props to him if he was smart enough to think this, but he was just a lap too late that he laid the bike down on purpose because he knew the bike was blowing up, laid it down on purpose to Caused get a red, red change bike, change, change bikes, which they, they allowed him to do. But I guess apparently within a three minute window, you know, I guess was it AFT? No, it wasn't called AFT, but I guess it was still the same people back or same, same sanctioning body. Yeah. But anyway, they couldn't figure out how many laps were done. So they, you know, they let him finish the race. And then afterwards, I think they DQ'd him because it was on the sixth lap, blah, blah, blah. He went to his backup bike. So, so, so I won that race. And then going into Pomona, I think it was a little more spread out. Um, ended up winning that. And, it's kind of funny. I think Jared was giving me shit one time about that Calistoga deal. And I went back and did the math. And I think if he would even if he would have got second that night, I still would have changed. I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever, Jared. Fuck you, Jared. Yeah, fuck you, Jared. <laughs> but no, it was uh Yeah. Yeah. But no, those those two years were, were 
pretty fun. And I, looking back at it now, I think those two years kind of burnt me out. Like, obviously we're, we're not supercross or NASCAR or formula one or whatever, but like just the amount of stress I put on myself and focus and everything, it was just like, yeah, that mental, yeah. That mental, like the, the mental stuff that goes with, uh, you know, and I did it at a production twins level. It wasn't a grand national, but even so like, you know, what, what it, what's on, what's on the stakes of winning is, you know, it's, it's, you want to win. Like it's, it's more than just a trophy. It's, there's a lot to it. So yeah, no, I, I'm with you a hundred percent. So two championships, didn't mean to skip over that. That's obviously really important. (laughs) Uh, you rode for Dave Z legend, legend, one of the most interesting guys in the world. Um, unicorn he's definitely no one like him <laughs> like he was in the tour de france yeah never talked about it yeah he was he's like one of the best ever trap shooters like yeah clay pigeons yeah so he's in it's fucking random like he's <laughs> tour de france clay pigeons championship winning flat track tuner yeah he's just one of those guys that whatever he picks he's gonna figure yeah. it out and be good at it yeah. and chain smoker of the pits yeah Sig, sig after sig, like keeping it going, yeah. like <laughs> keeping yeah. Marlboro in business, yeah, Camel yeah. in business. Yeah. yeah, I love Dave Z. He's awesome. Um, we were actually at the dinner at Cedar Lake. You were there we're playing ping pong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played. I played you. No, I played no. Uh, Max. Max. Max yeah, Whale. Yeah, yeah. I took Max Whale's money. Yeah. We, we go to leave. Your table was ready. Yeah, Dave, Dave was Z. ready to take you on, and our table Dude, was ready. He picks he the pride. He picks the paddle up. Like I already ate, so I'm leaving. He picks the paddle up. He's like, "What? What? Are, what are we doing?" I'm like, "Your table's ready." He's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like, just bummed Bums, out. Man. Yeah, he wanted a shot, and I just paddled Mac, paddled Max's ass, and he wasn't intimidated at all. He probably would have smoked me. No, <clears throat> Dave, whooped my ass in basketball in like 2010, 11 in Daytona. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not much of a basketball right, player, right? But still, but like. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's good at everything he does. Okay, yeah. well, impressive, Dave Z. So after that, uh, bounced around some different rides. Nothing, you know. Rode for Lloyd Brothers. Rode, kind of. We talked about this a little bit. You, <laughs> James Hart, Hot Shot. You yeah. rode like a race. I made it Daytona. Briar was your rounds. teammate. Yeah, two rounds of Daytona. Me and me and Briar were teammates, and just didn't work out. Uh, yeah, I just. I wouldn't want to be his teammate either. Yeah, I just couldn't handle yeah. him. Yeah, I, I want just to be his teammate either. Um, then we move on to kind of an interesting new chapter a little bit. Brad Baker gets hurt at Calistoga? No, Rapid City? I think Rapid City. Broke his leg, right? Caught with a Yeah, rock. caught a rock or yeah, something. That place is gnarly. Broke his tib fib or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, And you got hired to ride mm-hmm. the Factory Harley at the time, which was the XR750. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. It's a good yeah. deal. What you rode half the season then on that? I forget what uh, rounds it just was. Just three rounds. It was uh, Charlotte, um, that one in Delaware, Del Mar something. Oh yeah, yeah. I won a heat race there. Yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> Delaware and then Springfield, and then I think was that it? Wasn't there a Charlotte? You did not do Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte was. Oh, the first Charlotte, one. Charlotte, Del Mar, Del Mar. And then Springfield. There wasn't anything else after that? Vegas. Vegas, which I rode that, but it was 450. Single, right? okay. Yeah, And I rode Peoria that year, too, on... Actually, Jared Mises' 450. Right on. Yep. What a guy. What a guy. 
Um, no, no, he's no, he's been good to me. <laughs> no, nah, just messing. I uh, like to bust Jared's balls. Yeah, that's it. interesting, actually. Uh, before we get into the next part of that, I want to make sure we shout out Dunlop. Dunlop motorcycle tires, 19-inch, 17-inch flat track tires, street, off-road, everything you guys need. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Jerry Stinchfield at Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Jerry keeps us going. He's been with us for a long time, does so much for the sport of flat track. With Without Jerry, I don't... 30 guys wouldn't have rides right now. So it's we're thankful for Jerry for uh, keeping the sport alive, keeping the podcast going. Moto America, check out their website, motoamerica.com. Really, really exciting schedule for 2023. A little biased, but Mini Cup's going to be off the hook. We're excited for Mini Cup. Um, check out the schedule, buy tickets, go check out a race. And if you can't be there, subscribe to their Live Plus package. Um, so after the X- XR you're part-timer on the XR factory rider. Was that, that's your first Harley factory ride. Yes. That's sick. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, it was kind of neat. I kind of got reunited with Mike Hacker. He was, I mean, we were teammates when I was at Maroney's from the early days. Then we kind of went, <clears throat> he was still racing. We went, you know, I went to Suzuki, blah, blah, blah. And then when I rode for Johnny Goad, um, in 09 Hacker was kind of part of the program and, like I said, we had known each other forever and he helped out and same thing with Zanotti. He was part of it. Um, through yeah, Hacker's, championship he's years. been a big part of your program. Yeah. So yeah. he was part of it in 2010, 11. Um, and then, then he, he left and went to factory Harley and worked with Brad to work with Kenny. Okay. And then Brad and then, yeah. And then Brad came in. So, um, uh, so yeah, it was funny. I, <laughs> me and Hacker joke. So after he left to go to Factor Harley, I mean, I don't blame him. He was working for me for basically for free. Gets a gets a Factory Harley deal to go work with his other best buddy, you know, Kenny Coolbeth. And we had a little bit of a falling out. Um, it's funny. He's got this, I think, an e- not an email or a text <laughs> or something. He calls it the fuck you letter that I wrote him <laughs> telling him how I felt uh, about the whole situation. So anytime me and him like have a little squabble or something, I'll be like, are you going to write me another fuck you letter? <laughs> so, so there was a, there was a year or two where we didn't really talk. And then obviously we squashed all that and like, we're, we're like brothers, right? We'll publish that letter. Yeah. On, well, I'll, yeah, well, I'll get we'll hacker get to, to yeah. put it up, yeah. but, um, but now anyway, so got to work with, with Mike again. Um, you know, long, went to Charlotte, eh, kind of getting used to the bike. It was okay. I think, finished eighth or something and then made some changes, figured some things out. I think got second or third at Del Mar and then Springfield ended up third, um, let it off a of turn four ended up getting drafted by Smith and Mies or wherever the line. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. That was good f- for the, for the whole thing, right? Like factory bike, like right in the hunt at Springfield, you know? So, that was kind of one of those years where it was like I kind of sat out most of the year and I'm like, shit, do I still even know how to ride one of these that things? That was 15. And yeah. Yep. So you obviously weren't going to get – Brad still had a contract. So Yeah. So, excuse me, you didn't have anything for 16. Uh, I went back to Zanotti, actually. Okay, so you went back 16. to Dave. Yep. And then we'll talk about the XG because oh. – Oh, boy. That was an interesting – Interesting couple of years, or you only did one year, right? One year. It felt like six, but okay. it was one year. Yeah. So the XG, <laughs> it was like a big deal. They signed you, Coolbeth, and B Rob, and you were going up against Indian. 
and it was Jared Brad and B Smith. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they hyped it up. And that was their first year. So it was kind of like unknowns on, I mean, Jared knew what was going on, right? He was testing the the bike. Well, I rode the bike too. And I rode it in, uh, I rode it in 16. I tested it. Why didn't you tell me? I, I, I don't know, Jake. I, mistakes were made. <laughs> well, you guys were testing the XGs, and you guys were really optimistic. No, but, we but when you're testing with when you're testing yeah, with just, just XGs, yeah. yeah, this feels good. Well, it's like it's everybody would go testing at Savannah at the beginning of the year and be like, oh, it's sick. Oh, it's like, great. yeah, well, yeah. you're you know, it's an easy track, whatever. Yeah. So, a lot of hope. It didn't work out. Those bikes were not very good at all, especially compared to the Indian. Um, that bike was it's obviously it's phenomenal motorcycle. The results yeah, they yeah. speak for themselves. But the XGs, they just think they just weren't there. But it was just too early, I think, to too early and maybe a different um Vans and Hines took the project on. Obviously at the time they were known for drag racing and things like that. So they were pretty fast, right? Like the power was pretty good. Yeah. But no, it wasn't for a lack of effort whatsoever. Like I <laughs> I feel like an asshole at times that year because I, I'm a pretty mellow guy. You can test to that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I quietly, like I'm not somebody to come back to the pits and scream and yell. And but I did, I did some things that that. In year your older I, years, you got. I spicy. lost my temper. Yeah. Um, I didn't say anything, but I did some things I wasn't proud of. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't for lack of effort, like. The Vansenheim shop there in Brownsburg is like phenomenal, right? Yeah. Um, all the resources in the world, they can make anything, right? Um, but and they just, took care of you guys, like you got paid well. Yeah, right? no, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, and I and I feel like at the time it was like, you know, to be honest, I almost got out of my contract after the or right before the spring or Springfield in the spring, like. You know, I don't, I guess, yeah, it was just like, is that when you, the three of you guys are laying on the ground? Well, that was the next day. So that like, we're at the, that's at, like the pinnacle of the, I don't XG know if I'm allowed to say this project, I, but, but you know, I don't know what the, it's over. Uh, it's, I guess they're not, they're selling their hauler. Yeah, it's fine. They don't but, um, but anyway, like, no, Terry Vance is a great guy. Like he did everything he could. I was just, I was just the right. I, the impatient racer. Like I wanted everything to happen right now. Like I want to win right now. You're used to winning. I want to win. I want to win right now. And, um, you know, so we obviously had a lot of issues, teething problems. It just, you know, it just, whatever it was. And like I said, I I don't want to discredit any, like I loved all the guys that were part of the crew, like Steve Polk. Um, just, you know, like he was my guy, Mike Hacker was part of the program. Like everybody that was a part of the program at the shop, like, it was like no disrespect to them whatsoever. Like at the time I was just like, you know, this is my life. This is my career. I just, it, this thing is not letting me do what I want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the, the, the Springfield thing at the mile, um, I literally, well, Almost got out of my contract the night before and stuck it out. I'm like, no, nope. I made, you know, I told Terry, I like, I made you, a, we made a deal. We're sticking it out, man of my work. We're doing it. And, uh, so we show up to spring to the mile the next day and I'm sitting in staging and the bike breaks in staging for the first practice. I'm like, oh man. So we jump on the backup bike and 
it breaks and it just it was just a one of those bad days right so i had no motorcycles left so i'm like in my street clothes and i'm like i'm not i'm done that's it there's nothing left and uh like i don't know 10 minutes before my heat race they're like we got one running let's go let's go <laughs> and i'm like i don't know sure oh, sure it's good for a mile yeah so Get out there and did, I forget, did fairly well in the heat race. No, you guys were good that day. We were decent. But the ironic part of the story is the main event. Yeah, so, so main event. Kenny was actually really good that day. So it was, Kenny was running, I don't know, fifth, Not fourth, five. fifth, yeah, yeah. whatever. Then it was like Carver and then like a, a Gap. And then it was me, B-Rob, and I think uh, Shoemaker. <laughs> So that was a, that was an interesting race, right? So I'm trying to lead this group. Like, I just want to be at the front of this group. And uh, so, like, by this time, we're, we just have our little own three-way battle. I see, like, Carver up a little bit. And Kenny, I don't, I don't even see at this point. So whatever. We go into turn one. I'm at, you know, we're shuffling around. I'm at the front of our little group. We go into turn one and bend it off in there. And I'm like, what is that? And just <laughs> gone. And I'm sliding on the ground. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm sliding on the ground, and I see a, a number 44 number plate, like, over my head. So we're sliding, sliding, sliding. I come to a stop. Didn't, like, I didn't get to the air fence. I'm like, okay. It's kind of quiet. No bikes, no nothing. I hop up, and I see, like, you know, Brandon's bike down the way a little bit. And so I get up, and B-Rob. <laughs> B-Rob. Like, right. I don't see him. Yeah. I don't know where he's at. Isn't he buried under the... the yeah, I guess he buried. got in the air fence and one of the <laughs> banners wrapped around him. But I'm, I'm having flashbacks of when he went over uh, into mile. the parking lot of India. Yeah, B-Rob's track record with yeah. air fences. B-Rob! <laughs> you know, you in the parking lot. Like, I'm looking for him. And I, like, I peel a banner back. I'm like, hey, man, you all right? And he's doing the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, all right, man, you're all right. So, <laughs> so... And the reason you guys fell... Right, so... The two factory Harleys are, you know, two of the three factory Harleys are in the air fence, basically, in turn one and two. So it was either Moorhead or Raymond Rizzo or picks me up on a scooter, you know, doing the old Springfield backwards on the front straightaway, you know, how'd you like that mile, <laughs> you know, waving to the crowd, make sure you're all right. And so, like, we're going to pull back to the hot box, you know, or back. In, oh, well, I was done. Right. So we're going to pull back in the pit. So everybody is over here in the in the cold box or whatever they call it and there's one bike up here in the hot box and it's my other teammate kenny coolbeth i'm like man what happened to kenny and as i'm riding by they got a bottle of evans dumping it in the radiator <laughs> and i'm like no way he leaked coolant yeah and crashed his two teammates yes and he was you know i don't know two seconds ahead yeah and just left the stripe going into turn and the one only and, two that got it were you two and yep we're the only two that got yeah it. that was that pretty much summed up that summed up the summed year. up the year yeah, for the xg yeah and i gained three spots so i you know that wasn't a, yeah. wasn't a bad gig actually but um so yeah the xg project was what it was obviously they they got way better throughout the years they spent a lot of money on that project no, they they did make so, a lot of progress like i said i it was just yeah. it was just too early and i was you know I just, I wanted to win right now. And yeah. it just, you know, it wasn't ready. Well, you went to Essence and then, which is a great team. Like they have so many resources. The bikes are, there's no penny spared with those bikes. And at the time, 
excuse me, they just weren't. They were competing against competing against the Indian, and they just weren't. Um, they just weren't there. I mean, it was some of the tracks were good, like the TTs, obviously, but the early Essendon years on the Yamaha, it was it was challenging, and yeah. and unfortunately, you jumped off the XG, which was a developmental project, and then you went into Essendon was sort of a developmental project. Um, not so much as the XG, but competing against the Indians on that on the parallel twin, it proved to be difficult. Um, yeah. And they've obviously they've come a long way to where we're at now, but the Essence and years uh, were challenging as well. Like I, yeah. I, you know, it wasn't just you. It was was JD your teammate. I honestly well forget. the the first year with Essence and it was just basically me and Colby. Um, it's it was a lot. Was smaller. that nineteen? Eighteen. 18. 18. So, oh, he rode a single. Yep. And Colby you rode, rode the, the 450. Twin. Yeah. It was him and Andrew Butler. They kind of had their own truck and their own thing. Yeah. And then it was me and Ted Ted McDermott, which who I won the two championships with yeah. Zanotti. So kind of got reunited with him. And it was basically just, you know, Tim had one singles guy and one twins guy at the time. But we had a Yamaha or a couple Yamahas. We had a couple Indians, and we had an XR. Yeah, that's a lot. So it was kind of like those the years I was with, or the year I was with um, Lloyd Brothers. Lloyd Brothers, yeah. where we had a Ducati, a Cowie, a Harley, which was it's cool having options. Kind of cool, but also options can options having you're options gonna, is tough. Well, as a rider, you're gonna want to ride your favorite bike, right? So like with the Lloyd Brothers, their heart and passion, they wanted that Ducati to work. But I see this this XR over here. I want to ride. Well, and their Cali was or that Cali even too. I did well on that. So that's tough. Um, But yeah, in eighteen, it was kind of a pretty low profile thing. Um, You rode one Buffalo chip on their Indian that year. I was going to say you you were able to ride the Indian more then. And well, after I totaled totaled out the uh, one of the Yamahas at Texas that year. When Smith went down and then Bonzi went bon- to Mar- I, Mars I did a scorpion back. over here while Bonzi went to the moon. <sighs> Man. Um, so that, yeah, and that was a tough year. Like I was, I didn't have any like real injuries. Like I didn't have like, oh, I broke this, I broke that. But I was like beat up that year. Yeah. After that Texas thing. Um, Me too. That was my singles year. That yeah. was tough. Then I had some big <laughs> moto crashes that year. Um threw a chain off a tabletop and ate shit. So that was bad. Um, I, I got T-boned in my pickup truck, rolled my pickup truck that year. Um, then at Buffalo chip, it's funny if you go back and when I won Buffalo chip, if you watch any of the interviews, I got two black eyes. I remember that. Cause I crashed my motorbike yeah. and I yeah. think I'm pretty sure I broke my nose. I thought Jody kicked, two black kicked eyes. your ass. Yeah, that's what I'm telling everybody. <laughs> here, but, um, but no, that was a tough year because it was like, man, I was just beat up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, okay, so that year, whatever, done, dusted. And, you know, Tim wants to go full bore. Right? Yamaha, though. Full bore Yamaha, you know, five rider team. You know, it's a big, big, big deal. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Well, you know, let's do it. And it was it's just the same thing. Like, it just uh, wasn't lack of effort, wasn't lack of anything. Um, it was just a teething year. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, it wore on me cause I had just gone through it on the, the XG, XG. Yeah. 
you know, had kind of an okay year and then right back to that again. Um, you know, we, we did well at times, like what JD won the super TT. Um, I think I was third at Daytona, right at the opening round. JD won the super TT. Um, what did you guys call those? But the jet ski bikes? Is that what they look well, like? So, yeah, somebody nicknamed. I think Bronson. <laughs> it looked like like a jet dude, ski. that thing looks like a wave runner. <laughs> so we just kind of joke. Like, like, oh yeah, the back. Yeah, nineteen was the wave runner. Um, but anyway, yeah, and then like the TTs and short tracks thing was great. Yeah, they're sick. A lot great. of acceleration. Yeah, yeah, like, but if you had to turn for too long, that's when they spin, step out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it so, didn't yeah, work out. Know. I mean, you guys had some good results. It wasn't yeah. awful, but trying to beat the Indian, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Um, but X, I want to talk about X games cause that was big for you. Um, I don't know what yeah, year was that 18. was 18. 18 yeah. You got a medal. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like on cool. your list of accomplishments on your trophy rack. I don't even, do you, you have a trophy rack? Uh, kind of. You're not much of a, you don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, they're in the basement somewhere. Where's your X games medal? Like where does that rank on your, I don't, honestly, I don't even know where it is. I think Jody has it hanging somewhere. That's sick. No, it's cool. Bronze. Yeah, I mean. It's still you cool. Know. Yeah, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> so, um, no, it's cool. And it paid good. It paid well. and But, man, it was it was hard to be excited about that because that was the, like, the lamest thing I've ever done on a motorcycle. The indoor? Yes. It was bad. It was they never really gave us good tracks. really bad. How do you rank the tracks in the four years? We had the two years at Austin. I think Austin was okay. It wasn't great. I don't know if the Mall of America track, the one we did in the parking lot, I feel like I feel like that was worse than the indoor. Yes, that was bad. Austin was the best. Austin was cool. Yeah, Austin, you could at least ride the the indoor in uh, the parking lot track. No, the indoor in Minneapolis in the stadium. What would you think? That was like I want an XR seven fifty. No, yeah, it was bad. Like a throttle. Well, and I the, got a bronze medal. The indoor, <laughs> but the the parking lot track was bad too. Yeah, the parking bad. lot was bad. That was yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. So, the event was cool. No, it was cool. It, like the whole experience of it was cool. Like, you know, I'm an X Games kid, right? That's what I watched growing up. Um, so it was cool to be there and experience it and get the goodie bag and hang out in the athlete lounge and you know, swag like, bag, free shit. You know, what's up, Shex? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ryan Sheckler. Yeah. You know, so it's just like that part of it was really cool. Um, it was just a shame that they're probably thinking, who are all these hillbillies in the athlete lounge? Yeah, and the tracks did not like portray what flat track we're is. capable of. It yeah. kind of made us look stupid, I yeah. think, in a sense. Yeah, going back and but, watching it, it's like it's pretty bad. Yeah, but the swag bags were cool though. They were very cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. I mean, we got. Um, skull candy headphones yeah. and just all kinds of. Sh- I mean, I I talked about I've talked about it before. Like just the amount of free Cliff bars. I would steal, not steal, because they're free. But I would take probably twenty Cliff bars a day yeah. and just throw them in my bag. They're in the athlete lounge. I'd take the whole fucking box. Mine. <laughs> These are mine. Um, nobody else cared about all their free stuff. You could tell all the yeah, flat yeah, trackers yeah. were just snagging all the free yeah. stuff. But yeah, it was it was a. Uh, Really cool experience. Um, wanted to kind of. I have a couple more things here. Um, you never retired. You never had a, a retirement. Never did a farewell race or year or anything like that, which is kind of Jake like, I would say. Um, but 
well, I guess, are you retired? What's the what's the percentage that you race pro flat track ever again? I think it's five percent. Yeah, probably five percent. Okay. Yeah, so you're fucking retired. No. Okay. Because there's still that five percent. Okay. So, but not really. I mean, it might be only really two percent. Like, if you ask me right now, it's zero. But mm, I wouldn't say it's. But zero. I'm not retired because if I like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know. I just don't want to be that guy that retires. And then just and then just shows up back. and starts racing yeah. again. Yeah. Well, honestly, when I retired this year, and it's it's you're hard. gonna be that guy. I'm not. You're but, gonna be that guy. But <laughs> the first race is Daytona Short Track. Exactly. And I would love to race Daytona Short Track on my Yamaha in the Premier Class, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but it's tempting. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. Um, but you're currently a mechanic, obviously, for Shayna. Who's my sister? Obviously, ninety nine percent of people know that and understand that. Um, you yeah, had what's a, your name again? It's just Shayna's brother. Cruz's right? dad. Cruz's dad. Yeah. And Shayna's brother. Yeah. So you had a tall order this year. Shayna Texter jumps off the single, goes twins racing on the Indian, and you're her mechanic. And a lot went wrong this year for Shayna. Um, people that know, don't it's all know, my fault. She had a shitty mechanic. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere at some point. Uh, people that don't know Jake, Jake is very, very good with uh, suspension work. You've done suspension for a lot of riders. You've done, you're a plumber. <laughs> you do, uh, you can build things. Jake is very, very crafty, good with his hands, understands bike setup, can build engines. Uh, you can do a lot of different things. And you're Shana's mechanic this year. And it, obviously it didn't go well. A lot of talk on the internet about, Shayna and her struggles and people offering their services, which is crazy. You're, they're going to replace Dave Zanotti and Jake Johnson. But talk about that, how that came about, and some of the struggles with that this year. Because um, obviously it was, wasn't was a great year um, for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, kind of how it all started. I'm, I was at work plumbing, you know, at work laying pipe, you know what I do. <laughs> um, and uh, Shayna calls me which Shana never calls me, right? Like I usually talk to Briar and, you know, we'll go over the house. I talk to Shana a lot, right? But she never calls me. So I'm like, oh God, something's wrong, right? So I answer, hey, you know, and uh, I forget what, exactly what she said, but hey, you, you know, would you would you be interested in being my mechanic next year? I'm like, well, yeah, possibly. What are you riding? Well, it'll be an Indian. I'm like, all right, I'm in. And, uh, yeah, so show up, you know, I'm her fly-in guy, right? Dave and Michelle are taking care of all the, you know, weekly maintenance, things like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a factory rider, but I'm working on the bike, right? Like sh show up on the weekend or when all the hard work's done and, yeah. and, uh, work on Shay's bike. So, um, but no, it was, it was a fun year, obviously for her. I don't, as, as a rider for her. I'm sure it was very disappointing. Um, you know, I wish, I wish there was more time and more resources. Like I wish we could have built a Shana Indian, right? Like we, we nicknamed her bike, the Mindian just because like the foot pegs and the handlebar, like everything was so like, you know, tight. Yeah. Everything was so cramped because she is small. And right? it's a big bike. And it's like yeah. an Indian is a big motorcycle. They're wide and big. It's and, big. Yeah. It's long. It's it's stretched out. It's it's big. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we had our moments, you know, um, we had our struggles, um, but there was some rounds where, like, she did fairly well, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it was funny, like, we thought that she was going to be the big half miles and the miles were going to be her specialty. Nope. She was, she was, she was a short tracker this year. <laughs> like, uh, we, you know, I mean, the new short tracks, right? Weedsport, Cedar Lake, um, you know, she was, uh, she was going good at uh, rapid city. Um, you know, somewhere around top 10 ish. Right. Um, but I don't know, I, you know, everybody makes their comments and, you know, there was only so much we could do. I mean, we did everything we could. Like I, we were building suspension and, you know, short of basically redesigning the whole chassis to fit her, you know, like we had this motorcycle to work with whatever we could bolt onto it, whatever we could like. Well, I think it was visible how, how uncomfortable and it wobbled. And why do you feel like it, it wobbled more for her than it does Briar kind of, you know, I mean, basic questions we kind of it's hard to even explain that but for people listening like what goes in for you setting the bike up for her i mean she's such a unique nobody is you know shaped or sized like shana in that class yeah. she's very little and it's hard to explain you know well it doesn't shake for briar it's like well no shit briar's six foot whatever yeah. you know it's it's a different yeah and look at b-rob he's six foot whatever and shakes shake, and it, he's shake has problem. his moments yeah. on that thing yeah so I don't know. I think it's just a. I don't know. I, I think with Shay, it was just just a, um, like a weight and leverage thing. Like, you know, just watching some some of the races. Like even with the bar back she had and everything. Like when she would get on that bike, it was big. She was at her limits. Yeah, and when your arms are stretched out, you can't get up on the bike. Yeah. You can't turn it visibly. Like seeing how uncomfortable. She was was tough for me, and I felt bad for you because I, I know you're working hard, the team's working hard, and they just can't get her to where she needs to be. So yeah. it's um it was tough it was tough to see, but yeah. yeah, it was a good it was a good learning year for you guys, and I don't know what you what you can utilize it for in the future because she's yeah. obviously moving on. Well, we time. survived it, right? Like we had, you know, as as far as her she's concerned, it you know it was probably I never thought of it, but it was probably one of her worst years right results wise oh yeah like yeah shit i can't believe i was a part of that shit um (laughs) but no i mean like no we as as far as us two working together like at at least on my end i think it was good like we never got snippy with each other like and and me as a rider like i know like motorcycle racers are weird creatures right so it could be as much as, you know, the, the handle, the hand, the handle grip on the throttle is rotated three degrees back too far. I need you to cut it off, put a new one on and, but, but you know, the half waffle needs to be up here. Like yeah. all that shit makes a difference. Like what right. it's mental, whatever, but you know, so I know that. So whenever she wanted anything, I didn't care. Like I'll change the front end 15 fucking times a day. I don't care. Like I know what it's like to be a rider and I know like, you know, there's times through my career, like where I was either just didn't want to bug my mechanic with it because he would have thought I was stupid or just couldn't get it. But I was just like, I'm going to give her whatever yeah. she asked for, whatever she wants. I don't care. I'm here right. to work. And that's what makes a good mechanic, the and, willingness to try things. Yeah. And I was whatever. And 
and people would give me, you know, I've told Shana this, I've told Briar this, I've told several people this, that, you know, everybody's like, oh man, I must suck to show up to the track every weekend and have Shana pull off and, you know, or finish whatever. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and they kind of look at me and it's not like that I don't care. Like I want her to do well for herself because I know she wants to do well. But my job is to try to give her the best I can give her, but give her, but keep her safe. Right. Like if, you know, make sure the fucking, obviously the wheels don't fall off the thing or whatever, but like, you know, and as far as setups go and things like that, that we don't throw anything crazy. That's going to like, it's going to hurt her or whatever. Like, and like, to be honest, like I, like I said, I wanted her to do well for her, but I didn't care if we got last every weekend. Like, yeah. As long as I get to go, you know, whatever Wednesday night over the house and we'll have dinner. And yeah. Whatever. That's all I care. Well, about, there were some times know? this year where it was like, I'm like yelling, just pull off, just pull off. No, it's, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, like, just pull off. But uh, I don't know. With without being biased, biased, obviously you're her mechanic and her friend. But um, from a past champion's point of view, you um, what do you think? she could actually do on a twin that handled good for her. Cause there's narrative that she can't ride a twin. Well, so, um, you know, if, she, is that, well, how do you feel? Like, do you think she's just better suited for the singles or do you think she, you know, she could ride a twin if there was, I mean, she has, right. I mean, she's whatever, you know, the, the basic twins class, whatever she dominated that, well, you know, a few years back on a Cowie. I mean, I, she can do it. I think it's, you know, if she had, the opportunity to have something built for her, like, like Briar's Indian. That wasn't like, that's, that wasn't how it rolled off the showroom. Like, right. They customized that thing, the suspension, the subframe, the foot pegs, like that thing was tailor-made for Briar Bauman. You know, I'm sure the same thing with Jared Meese, you know, I'm sure he's got some different foot pegs, different stuff. Like that thing is tailor-made for Jared Meese. Um, you know, Shayna obviously had all that same stuff, right? Like the foot pegs and the bar backs and some different things to, to try to suit her. But she's so, she's so small, like the, just the, the, just the, the frame and everything like hanging out. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I think with the right motorcycle, the right, this, the right, that, like, I mean, she, that, you know, you grew up with her. Like, yeah, she scares me. Like she's, she's bad, right? Like she can ride a motorcycle. Um, yeah. like even, you know, wh- whether it's a 450 or whatever, I've seen some races and go, holy shit. Yeah. Like, geez, Shay, <laughs> come on, you know, like, um, but I, you know, whatever people are going to talk and people are going to say whatever. Their shit. Yeah. And, and she doesn't, it's really cool actually, like her mindset and all that, yeah. like she could easily get on there and chirp back or whatever, yeah. but like, I remember I would always, like, say, hey, do you see what so-and-so said? No, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I'm and like, I'm the okay. same way. Anything that's, like, Facebook and social media is just, like, entertainment for me, right? Like, I'll go in there and watch, like, funny videos or whatever fucking crazy shit or catch up on race stuff. But, like, all the dumbass comments, I don't even, like, take it as reality. No. Like, I just take it as entertainment. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that guy said that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't yeah. even take it personal. Or yeah. It's just entertainment for me because there's no merit. There's no merit it. behind yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Like, it's taken me a while to understand that. But now I'm, yeah. I can it's read just, it. It all like, just makes me laugh. Some yeah. days I'll get frisky and I'll, I'll, do, I'll throw a little chirp in. Like, what's this guy talking about? Yeah. But, yeah. So that, obviously, uh, big mechanic guy over over here now. Um yeah. 
I can't believe she yeah, failed, but <laughs> no, it was, it, I'm thankful you were a part of the program. Yeah. Like as a, as her brother, hey, nothing that, fell off the motorcycle all year. I can no, dude, was, guarantee that it was good. Yeah. The, the, the vibes were high regardless. Of yeah. How bad yeah. We had fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, you know, after a bad day, obviously Shay was bummed. Or, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Briar had a bad day. It was shit. It was a long ride in the rental car <laughs> yeah. and the flight home. Like, you know, yeah. but no, we, it, it was fun. Yeah. You know, um, We'll wrap it up here, but I kind of want to just—I wanted to ask you a uh, kind of a broad question on. Obviously, AFT is going through some changes for next year. There's some rule changes, and I guess the last three or four years. And honestly, what do you? What are your thoughts on the rules moving forward? And what? What? Do, what? Do, what are your suggestions? Like, if Jake Johnson had any sort of say in what was going on for next year or the future, what what is your plan for success? Is it building up the grandstands again? Is it getting more riders on the grid? Is it is the TV package important? Um, what would Jake Johnson implement in the American Flat Track moving forward? Ooh, that is a broad question. <clears throat> right? And you don't want to give up too much free information, right? So, I, Hey. Um, but anyway... I, to keep it simple, right? There's no simple way. <laughs> it, it's you can't fix it overnight, right? Like the the damage is done. We're, we're and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer or whatever it is. Like something needs to change, right? When you have what 11, 12 riders last year in the premier class, right? Um, Obviously, next year that might change a little bit, um, you know, because some of the production guys are going to come up. Some are going to, some are going to go. Man, I'm not racing against Jared Mees. I'm going home, or you know, whatever. So there's going to be a little bit of increase in that class. Um, but that's I, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what the thing is. Right, like so. Right now, what scares me is. Right, like the the next up up and coming kid, like Dallas Daniels, he's the he's right the next up and comer. Like he's already in the premier class. His his path is starting to go. The next kid, Cody Cop. He just signed two more years with KTM in the 450 class. He has like, where 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 can he go? Right, like the transition. Maybe from singles to maybe you know two more years. JD might retire. Maybe get on essence and team or but like now with you know basically indian not um fielding a factory team there's not much there's no other there's no other you look at the singles class too how many factory rides are in the singles why what's their incentive to move to the twins i mean they're making 40 to 60 grand salary some of these kids to stay on a single what's the point of moving up to a twin where you got to basically create your own team. Yeah. You're not making money anymore. You're not getting the bonuses you were getting for finishing. Well, um, it's the guys like Davis Fisher, the guys like Brandon price or whoever, um, that are trying to grind it out. It's like, there's so much incentive right now to ride a single and the twins class. And don't get me wrong. I absolutely feel and always feel the twins are the premier class in flat track. It's what makes it so unique. You can't ever be, you can't ever take the twins out of what we're doing. But yeah, it's um we got to come up with some sort of game yeah. plan for uh, and it's such a like I said it's a broad yeah broad well question. here's my crazy idea 
I was, I, I think I told several people at the, whatever the awards banquet when we were BSing, right? So four fifties there's right. The, the manufacturers build those to compete in pro motocross, pro supercross, right? Like that, that's the guidelines that they follow. Yeah. Cause there's like a massive series. Right. And then, you know, so there's, there's a class of motorcycle, 450, 250, whatever. So you have a Honda, you have a Yamaha, you have a Cowie, all the Austrian brands, Suzuki, whatever. They're all, some are better than others. Some have whatever, but they're all right here. So you bring them over to the flat track, no matter what the brand is, it, it all kind of depends on the resources, the rider, the budget, whatever. It doesn't matter the brand. The twins class. All right. Well, what do, what do you, all right. So somewhere between a 650 and a 900. All right. So Suzuki or Cowie makes a 650. Yamaha makes a 700. KTM makes a 790, a 890. You got this Royal Enfield. You got, oh, but then, then now you got this Indian that's purpose built 750. Like. It's hard. Yeah. You know, so. So even much. even going to full production, like even if the 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 Indian goes away, there's still going to be one brand that's going to be preferred. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Because no manufacturers right now really are showing any interest or really care. No. other than Royal Enfield. Well, it's so scattered. Why it's would so they? scattered? They don't know. They don't know what. Yeah. They don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So why not? Why not build it like Speedway GP? Right. Speedway racing in Europe. They're all riding the same fucking thing. Some Jawa, whatever. 500, whatever it is, it's wrapped in some thing and it's got sponsors on it. Yeah. Right? So the whole Twins... Oh, forever. The the whole Twins thing has been ran by, you know, Tim Estenson, uh, Jerry, you know, Stinchfield, uh, Dave Zanotti, right? They're all these independents, you know, like trying to get support from manufacturers. They get a little bit here and there. But... Why don't we? Why don't we have a do it like Moto Two and Moto GP? It's all run the same engine. Sub it out to some manufacturer. Hey, we're gonna ride this, whatever Chinese Jiangshen six fifty or whatever it is. And all right, these are the engines you have to run. You have to stay within these parameters. You can build whatever chassis, whatever you want around it. But at least all the engines are the same. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's no one way to be... Like, it, it yeah. sucks to take the manufacturer out, but the manufacturer are interested really in the singles. Anyway. Yeah, they, for the twins, they make yeah. that bike. But yeah. we're we're basically riding, yeah. you know, and, uh, hillbilly MotoGP bikes, right? They're all custom built. Other than the Indian, right? That was purpose-built, whatever. But if you go to build, like, your, your Yamaha. linkage Yamaha, right? Yeah. That started as a Cowie. You know, it's kind of a Frankenstein thing, right? Like... You can't you, dupl- no you can't duplicate it. <laughs> like if you wanted to build another one, you couldn't do it. I ain't building shit. But, but, yeah. but you know no, what I mean. I like you, mean. you couldn't yeah. you couldn't yeah. make it the same. So, so no manufacturer is gonna even like. Why would you even well, unless does, you're gonna build a complete bike like Indian did? Which it looks nothing like my bike looks right? nothing like a Yamaha, regardless. So yeah. So just focus on the racing. Yeah. You know, make the bikes. I, I know people are probably gonna say that's stupid and that's NASCAR, ARCA, whatever. But but give somebody a baseline, give them, this is what you got to work around. Let the teams use their resources to twist it and whatever, put your own body yeah. work on it. But, but if you have this guy on a Cowie, this on a 650, this guy on an 890, 
it's never going to work. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could probably figure something out that makes it work, but yeah. there's so many, and, there is so much that, yeah. so much to talk about to try and make it work. I mean, it'll be interesting next year. It'll be, it's going to be a yeah. transition this yeah. year. Right? Yeah. It'll be interesting as a fan. I'm, I'm excited to see where everybody stacks up. Um, there's some new riders obviously that are switching brands and, um, not really many guys moving up to the twins, but I think you'll see some yeah. different guys in the singles. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a good year to follow. And, um, before we wrap it up completely, um, plans for next year? Are we dropping that on this pod? You going racing? Yeah. Is Scat Cat racing, or what are we doing? I'm not at liberty to say. All right. Okay. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm. I know as much as much as anybody else. But yeah. Um, but no, that's the plan. That's what I. You know, she's yeah. going races racing. At some point, at yeah. some level or That's, whatever, yeah, Shay's yeah. planning on going racing. Yeah, so. we were eyeing up that pit bike race at PAX. I yeah, think. come out, dude. It was so much fun. Uh, yeah. I'm Shay? not riding. Yeah, we're going to Shay. You're going to put Shay on the pit bike? Yep, yep. Shay doesn't like that fun. Like, she's not really a pit bike kind of person. We can work on that. <laughs> okay. We can work on that. <laughs> oh, man, it was good. This was good. A lot of, obviously, we could talk for hours about everything yeah. you've done <laughs> on and off the bike everything in the future you're not retired so there's a five yeah, percent chance we see you on the bike in the future maybe get frisky dude i haven't ridden a, a motorcycle i haven't ridden a motorcycle in months that's crazy to me long time it's crazy because you're a great moto rider you do mini gp road races nothing bagger guy in baggers yeah we haven't talked about their yeah, bagger career yeah that'd be volume two volume two yeah <clears throat> um well, maybe we'll see you race somewhere down the lane, do a little farewell, leave your boots on the front straightaway. I thought about it. I seen Buffalo Chip was possibly on the schedule next year. It is. And I got fired up for a second, and I'm like, nah, uh, I'm, I'll just drink another beer. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man. Well, great career otherwise for a non-retired guy man it was awesome to talk about this the things you've done and all the different brands you've you've freaking ridden everything and now you're uh still involved in the sport which is cool to see and yeah i think that's that's a wrap i got yeah i yeah you said we can go on for days um yeah hopefully i didn't offend anybody or piss anybody off nah, I, was mild. I mean, that was all right we were right? pretty mild yeah, yeah. i yeah i just got you know yeah. yeah. Yeah, and hope you guys enjoyed the video part of this. We've we've never done video, so this has been uh this has been cool. This has been a lot of fun. I know, and this is my good side. <laughs> I want to thank Logan and uh the Tremelian team for letting us come in and record this and hope you guys like it. Give us some feedback and try and do some more in the future. And uh yeah, as always subscribe on uh SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Jacob, it's a wrap, bud. Thank you. That's it. No problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs>